Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. the wise men say podcast in Sunderland this week because I know normally on a Thursday it's the mag cast <laughs> recorded in Gateshead and they've claimed the area haven't they and um, Frankie's uh, in the Lake District Stephen's in the Lake District coincidence they're not in the hot tub together oh, although not? they have been sending pictures of each other to each other Live from the hot tub FaceTiming, <laughs> hot tub FaceTiming machine uh, with, with Stephen and Frankie. That's out next week, so keep an eye out for that. They've been recording it, screen grabbing it. I've seen some, it's absolutely delightful. Um, so I'm doing it again tonight and joined by Michael Loff. All right. Craigie boy, the Craig Clark. I'm back again, back twice in a week. Twice in a week. And uh, Lee Howie as well, probably the best one. Of the Definitely the best one, really. Glad to be here. Um, so, like, I've got some stuff in, in my email going like, oh, I've got um, Jack Ross's pre-match press conference. James Copley did uh, a sterling effort uh, the weekend. He, he's now doing match announcing for the uh, the ladies. So he sent us um, some stuff over, but I'm not going to put it in because there's so much to talk about. Um, so I'm sorry, lads. Thanks for your efforts. Uh, but I just can't be bothered <laughs> to sort it out. Um, well, that's you know a fair reason. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just being honest. You <laughs> know, I've got to be honest. Honesty's Speaking great. of uh, honest assessments, Craig, um, <laughs> I don't know if if any of you follow the the Wise Men Say Twitter account. There's been a bit of a rare beef uh, this week um, over Craig's assessment of Dylan McGeoch. So we might as well start there. Well, um, I can right. I think fair well, enough. Let's get on to the, so I mean Lee might be able to offer a bit more colour. We'll get the professional footballer's opinion on yeah, this. Before, yeah, we'll not we'll before, not taint you yeah, with any tain, yeah. what what did you make what, of Yeah, what did you make of, of Dylan McGee yeah. on, on Tuesday night? Uh what I seen, which was very, very little, as I was in London at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so all I got was a Twitter feed, so all, all I got right, was okay, so, so, so I am fairly tainted with the that was right, they were saying that were in hashtag influencers uh, making people yeah. think we've even turned a professional footballer against Dylan McGee now <laughs> I'm not trying to turn people against yes, Dylan McGee you hate Dylan McGee we are the rotten core of a fanzine yeah, yeah. yeah we are no I, I, I t- looking at the way I review I think this, I, I mean the score is completely arbitrary on a player rating isn't it 
<clears throat> so it's amazing how maybe much the, beef it, a play rate and generates. Maybe so the maybe the tone it. of the comment was a bit negative. I was trying to type them quickly while walking back to the car after the game, so I wasn't exactly like giving the ultimate analysis of his performance. Excuses already. But stand I would by say, judgment, Craig. Well, no, I, I would still agree with the score, and I do think overall he has generally been fairly ordinary. I don't think that's a bad assessment. Unfair. I think he's just done pretty well for us. Anyone I've, would disagree with that? I don't no. know. Um, to play devil's dick advocate to a certain extent, I would say that <laughs> he not, has a... I'm not having that. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit, Edit it, it out. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he is uh, James Courtley's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, continue, Mickey, please. Thank you. Um, Tell me podcast notes. <laughs> I know that... Um, <laughs> Oh, he has, eh? Yeah. Come on, Mickey, just see. Well, to be fair, I can't let all this um, preparation, preparation sorry, go to waste. Um, I think that he hasn't set the world alight since he's come in, but he's got a clearly defined role in the team, and I think that's something that we've been crying out for for years, and I think the way that our team's structured at the minute, when we have a player who has deficiencies, I think there's another player alongside him who can make up for those deficiencies, so he might not be even most tenacious of players, but then you've got Lee Catamore, who is, and he can influence games more so we need a player like McGee who can just keep the game ticking over do nothing flash and keep the ball I think a lot of the um, some some of the criticism McGee sorry is probably because he arrived with such fanfare and such a high reputation so maybe I think he's fallen foul of that slightly but I do agree with Craig like he he's not perhaps influencing games in the manner that we'd expect him to but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing well yeah like I say I'm not trying to say he's the worst thing ever he just what he does, he does okay, but I think he sometimes dwells on the ball a bit, sometimes passes it to people who are maybe not the best recipient of the ball because he's dwelt on the ball. So it's all well and good keeping the ball. I'm all for that. I think Kirchhoff was a great example of someone who could do that uh, really well at a higher level. I forgot about him. He's the yeah, one that I always was, springs yeah. to mind for me in that role as like a kind of exemplar, but like obviously his fitness was awful. Um, and obviously we're in League One. So it's so you're different context. Well, if if his legs he's work, available, isn't he? Is he is he back available? Did, <laughs> did he do he much at Bolton? At Bolton yeah, didn't did really do, do much, did he? Kept uh, them up, kept them up single-handedly. Yeah, single-handedly. Then was binned. Yeah. I think it was Aaron Wilbraham who kept them up. I know you weren't making a direct comparison with Kershaw there, but. One, I was. <laughs> one thing I do think that McGee's game does lack for what I've seen that his range of passing isn't particularly impressive. So that, that's another criticism it, I would have. It, it's all very kind of like water carry stuff almost. Whereas like you see a Kirchhoff again, it's a bit of an unfair comparison, but he could like spray balls like twenty yards. He could put people in the channels over the top yeah. through. His speciality was off ball inside the fullback, wasn't it? To get yeah. The so okay, so compare them to more like for like. You've got two other midfielders in the squad: Lee Catamore and Max Power. Well, I think both of them can do anything McGee can do and more. That would be mine. What is it is it ex player Lee watching when you've seen when you've actually seen him? Yeah. When I when I watch him I think he looks like he's annoyed with himself. <laughs> McGee. I think that's just because he's Scottish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like he's, he, he just looks like he doesn't believe that he's playing to the level that he's he believes he can play at. That's why he always because he's always He's kind of looking around. He like if if the player breaks up, he kind of waves his arms a bit, and you know if maybe the ball he wanted the play isn't on. He gets a bit frustrated, or even though there might be a better ball, you know he's sometimes waving at a bench or kind of twisting a bit. I don't know. He just seems seems like he doesn't believe that he's hit the level he can hit. No, I think I think everybody's had fair comments. I I, I agree with the lads here. I mean, I've I haven't been 
again, I was looking forward to seeing a McGee that could, the clips that we've seen, this guy who could you know, dribble and take about four people on and looked really, really quality. I've, I've, I've found him quite pedestrian, if that's yeah. a, if that's a, you know, I'm not being overly uh, critical of him, but again, it's, it's that, that, I'll get it. I'll pass it five yards. I'll pass it square. I'll pass it, and and yeah, I get it. I, I get yards. Mickey about he's he's getting, keeping the game ticking and so far. But I think you still need more. I still you need you need to lift his head a little bit more, be more forward thinking, be more positive, be more drive a little bit further forward. I think at times, especially when he first came at the side, he he actually really I think you know, he really slowed down momentum. It was like mm-hmm. we we had picked up momentum and it got to him, and all of a sudden. It slowed down, and then the the other team got back a little bit, and I and I just think, like I, I suppose I I would cover the whole of Sun the Sutherland the way we've played. We've only played in bits so far this season. We've had a forty five minute, or we've had a twenty minute spell, and so far. And I think it's the same for all players. Nobody's really give us a full display. And I think once we do, when we click, I mean, saying we click, we're still third on the table. We've been <laughs> being once, and when I don't think we've played that well recently in, you, in, a, in a full but, game. Do you not? Do you, sorry, Mickey, go on. No. Do you think when McGee it's slightly tactical though? Because like I see, it, I think if we had three midfielders who were all trying to influence the game in such a positive manner in the way that Max Power does and the way that Catamol does, where they really try and drive a team on and tear to the opposition, do you think that maybe Jack Ross instructed McGee to just play it safe and be a bit more conservative because we can't we would lose a midfield battle if we didn't have someone just ticking it over and just holding it a bit? But, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's a it's a defined role, but I think he can do more. I think he can actually. Be more forward thinking because everything he seems to get, it seems to touch, touch, touch sideways, touch back. And I get it, but why not go forward? If you can go forward, why not go forward? You can still keep the ball going forward. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I don't understand, in really, I get what you're saying, Mickey, but what it, when he's not in the team, does that role just get erased? Because no one else does it. It's only him who does it. That's the only one, the only one that the, could do it is Mumba. The, the, the yes, young lad, the sixteenth, yes. he comes on. He's very, very, very technically, very, very mm, good. Yes. I think he's got a bit more pace. He's sixteen-year-old, mm. obviously. But when he's coming to the side and saying, well, he has got some good qualities." And yeah, for I mean, me, it's touch and go. I mean, my personal opinion, I think it's touch and go between McGee because of his influence, I suppose, time and his experience instead of a, instead of a really young kid. But again, if he's not playing, it's a max power. And if he's, or it's, or, or you get uh, George Honeyman in there as well, so, and that's a completely different, different got, uh, midfield player. Obviously, a shame that I don't know how far away he is mm. now. I can't remember what the the diagnosis was for with, Robson. With Robson, yeah. I mean, he, I've never. He had a good a game massive, against Carlisle. Yeah, didn't I mean, I'm not being a massive fan, but of him, but I felt as though Carlisle was the first time I've seen him get all of the game. It's got a good goal, and he's, yeah, he, he did score a really good goal. goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's just a shame that because I would have argued on that performance he, he might have been in at the week at that the following mm. weekend. Not only he's that, got a bit of height about and him. he's left footed. Yeah. It gives you a little bit of something yeah. different, doesn't he? And he's physical. a bit more balanced. And, and he's physical. But we're talking yeah. about it now. We've got we're saying we could put Mumbra in, you could put Robson in, you could you know Honeyman could drop in there. Catamore's available. Um, McGeoch's there. Well, you've um, got to talk about one nine. There. You've got to talk about one nine. Yeah, and he's you, playing his way into the yeah. into Ross's plans. Like, I mean, I've. Been heavily critical of, of him. No, he looked terrible. He looked. He looked. He looked completely like miles lost. off the pace when he first yeah. came in. But now something's clicked, and he maybe just needed time to, to get up to, get up to the pace. You know, um, I think he, I think some of the players have gone to shock. Oh yeah, <laughs> they've come right. and they think you come to Sunderland and feel fantastic, and here we go. I'm, I'm at Sunderland, but when thirty thousand turn up and you go away and the ends are absolutely packed, 
that takes that's that's a great responsibility to take upon your shoulders, especially young men's shoulders as well, being able to do that. But he's been, you know, the the last three games and nine's been involved in. He's been good. You know, he did huge well. positive. Yeah, um, and you know, like it, it's positive that we've got. You know, by the end of the season, I'm sure we'll be talking about Dylan McGee on a different light. We'll be talking about how influential he's been. I believe that because. I don't believe like there's a lot of hype about him and a lot of people saying he probably could be playing in the championship at least. That's what people, a lot of people were saying who'd seen him. Um, so maybe they maybe, were wrong. Maybe they I were mean, wrong. It's possible because I would I would have said no, straight right. away about Maguire. No way he'll make the step up. Just he's played his whole career well recently in the. He's lo- had about four or five years in the championship. Mm. He? But he but he looks like he could do it, doesn't he? He might not start every week in the championship, but he would. He'd be a player you'd want around the squad based oh, yeah. on what you've seen this I mean, season. I remember when you were on the last time you were on. I think mm. Lee you said you thought Maguire could could make a step up, and I re- I did raise a, both eyebrows. <laughs> not just the one. I think I did listening actually, <laughs> but now. <laughs> He had good quality. He's, he's just found. He has got, yeah. but he's found. It's, yeah. it's he's just found a, a yard yeah. in everything he's doing. Um, not great in the first half on on Tuesday, but I felt as though once he got into that little um, bit of you know argy bargy down that left side at the end of that first half, I just felt as though. It, and he was like knocking people after that and he was like getting in people's faces I thought he he'll be like thinking I'm going to score here like do you know do you know you get the impression of those people <laughs> like, I'm going to score and I'm going to go mental in front of all these fans <laughs> and everyone's going to be cursing us and he you know he found himself you know great play by Gooch for the goal wasn't it? And it was actually Sinclair with great ball out of Gooch great from Gooch again yeah. goes either side doesn't yeah. he it's a complete nightmare for defenders Matthews on the overlap to then smash it across for Maguire yeah. Maguire centre forward positioning really as well from him the amount of goals he's scored it's already yeah. miles surpassed well, his what, record at Burnley do you get one two last, I think one or two so he's got four he's got assists corners could be better I don't know why I don't know what, then, what it is with Sunderland players and corners none of them can <laughs> do it as soon as the ball goes near the quadrant it's like it turns into a cannonball or something <laughs> like that it's strange because um, in open players delivery's really good Chris Maguire so it's all the more frustrating yeah. well none of them can take a corner but just touching there <laughs> on them everyone's had a, there's about six players had a go and they can't get the Powers probably the done the best one I think Powers yeah. Powers have been okay I think um, Sinclair I think he hasn't got enough credit recently no, I agree um, because like I've commented before, when we got him on loan, obviously I know he's been like come through like the Liverpool system. I don't know if I signed him when he was a kid, but he certainly was on the bench for him a few times in the Premier League as recently as when Klopp got appointed. Um so I thought he might have like a little bit of an ego coming down to League One and I thought he might like have a lot of ability, but he wouldn't kinda of have like the grit and determination, but he's proved me wrong every game he's played. I mean the Charlton game when he came on, he massively influenced that game the second oh, half yeah. by taking to them. And he's a in. I don't mean this in a negative sense, but he's a League One player in his attitude and his approach to the game. He he, he gets nothing off referees, but he doesn't complain. He gets up and gets on with it, and he and he stretches defenses, and he, he's just a he's a constant nightmare for them. And he's like got a bit physicality about him and that raw pace, and he just gives you again. It's just I talked before about options all over the pitch, and I'm really pleased to see that. So now, if Madger does go off the boil a little bit for a few games, I'm not massively worried because I think. Um, Sinclair, while he's not a natural born finisher, I think he can, as I say, stretch defences and bring people into play. And like, get, and his work rate 
and what he does off the ball creates goals and chances for other people. So he put, he put in a couple of great balls in the first half. Actually, Maguire missed one header. Header, yeah. yeah. So. And, and with Sinclair as well, I think there's more to call. Yeah. I don't think he's actually even properly 100% fit yet. All you know, these injuries that he came came with, he, he got injured straight away after the, he came on, went off. Mm-hmm. And I still think he's not quite 100% fit, so I think there's still more to come for Sinclair. Yeah, and I never expected him to be the kind of player that he's shown in terms of physicality. I think his yeah. movement... His channel running is yep. outstanding. Like, oh, yeah. And, and that, again, yeah. we're talking about people going... We're talking about it before the game, um, before the Shrewsbury game, actually, um, about McGeady um, plays too many mugs in the squad. <laughs> no. Maguire and We're loving Scottish <laughs> players again, aren't we? Um, it's been a while. Irish. You know when he was born in Scotland. Don't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought that the mentions would be bad after they gave him a game at six, don't get into that. Um, yeah, uh, before that game, we are talking about how you've got a, you're up against McGeady and then he comes off and Gooch comes on. If you're a defender, you'd be like, oh, now... Now there's there's players coming back in those areas. It'll be like that across the front because if you're sent off, you know, Sinclair's, you know, ran you ragged. He's, you know, I mean, t- he doesn't get anything off referees either. No. I mean, he he gets pulled and punched and all that. But it seems it's weird in this league. It's like it seems if we touch anyone, it's like a red Straight card. Away, that's it. Oh red, yeah, instant red minimum card. yellow in it. And then like yellow. people do stuff to our players and say, like, no, play on, it's fine. But he he runs Pete ragged. Then you've got. See Gooch one side, you've got Maguire, who's McGeady coming off the bench. Narking people, McGeady, um, you know, Honeyman, ratting up, he is a, a ratter, he will rat about us in the Wesley Captain Wall, and he, he, must, he must, there's no rest. In, in that, I know you, going back to what you said about Lee, about performances and mm. not putting um, like full performance in, could it not be argued that um, the Shrewsbury game? And the Doncaster game were complete performances in a different aspect. Oh, like we defended for the first half and then got better in the second half. But, but, but there's more it, to it's come. Away from what, it's away, you're right, it's away from an attack yeah. perspective. There could be more to come. Yeah. You'd hope there would be. But in terms of a performance, they, they, we have destroyed teams and mm-hmm. we have scored plenty of goals. We've scored in every game this season. But we haven't had clean sheets and we haven't made, we haven't, you know, been resilient and in the last two games aside from that mad two minute spell at the end of the first half mm-hmm. you know could it not be argued that we've, we've put in maybe the complete no, league I, I, one I, I, away I, performance I, I don't because I think a lot of the times like you just said that we had five minutes made two great saves quite, quite easily in both games we could have been one or two three down I think for me we're playing in the league one and when we do make mistakes and come under the caution of that, the quality's not there on the other side and we're getting away with it. But when we start to step up and get into the game, when we get the chance, we've got the quality then to score. And I think that's what's happened. Is we, we, we are... I don't think we're performing. I think we're about 70%. And the 70%, I still think, we're the, still by far the best team in the league. And that's where I think we are. The only team I could think of anywhere near us would be, would be Portsmouth. But I think Portsmouth will look at how we scored and think... Oh my God! Look at look at house, and I think when we come head to head, which is which is not too far away, I think Sunderland will win. I think Sunderland will win comfortably. Well, the one I thought was Barnsley. I, I thought I looked and I watched them play Luton, and I thought at times again in spells like we've been, they were outstanding the way they moved the ball, they kept it, they had attack and sweat all over, 
and they've went and lost the last two games. Well, they beat Peterborough, so, smashed Peterborough. Yeah, yeah. After after we, I think, softened them up maybe, and yeah, then I, I think so. and then they've gone on a bad run. They've gone on a bad run. It's, it's funny. The only other team that's gone on a decent run is, is Portsmouth. Yeah. But I do believe that there's well, more to come. They've dropped points recently, and they got yeah. beat off. Uh, was it Gillingham they got beat off? Yeah. They drew. Couple of they drew with Burton. Burton yeah. at home at against home. Burton. Yeah. Burton don't have a great away record. I mean, when I was here last night, I just said I still believe I would be disappointed. Come April, and we're not top of the league, and, 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 and we're, we're head and shoulders above everybody else. I've, to be promoted is satisfactory. To get in the playoffs, I think, is a failure. I agree as well. I've said that since before the season kicked off. It's not just about the talk about the biggest budget. We're the biggest club. I think we've probably got the miles, the biggest wage bill. And we do have the best individuals. And we've got a manager fun. who can mould that yeah, into yeah, a team yeah. as well. So, well, it's not just that, but if you're Sunderland in League One and your ambition isn't to win the league, then there's something sadly wrong. <laughs> yeah. you, you, know what, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like simple. Yeah. It's getting that balance right, isn't it, between respect and arrogance, isn't it? Oh, and, completely. And, you know, the, oh, I, okay, yeah, we've got I no agree. divine right. We've got yeah. no divine right to win the league at all. But what I say on the pitch is, whichever level he puts out or whichever squad he puts out, and they're, they're all given everything. And that, to me, is as a Sunderland fan, is all we can, you cannot ask anymore. If we fail, if we make mistakes, if we didn't score, that's fair enough. But all we wanted, all we wanted, I mean, we've been doing this for quite a while, and you come and you think, they're not putting a shift in. You know, they're really, really just rolling over. For the first time, we're not rolling over. He said it's maybe not the you know, 100% great, uh, great performance, but what we're doing when we're not playing well is grafting. And I winning. Th- I think <laughs> and, then, and then pinching and it. And in, getting right? the win yeah, yeah. because of that. <laughs> mic explosion a, a literal <laughs> mic drop <laughs> <laughs> I think that fixed it let me watch it talk it's Michael's having a I, I think for the, I think for the first time since I started supporting Sunderland I think that the phrase typical Sunderland actually now being used in a positive sense because for all the time that I've been a supporter you see a typical Sunderland in that we never come from behind to win games we're too soft at the back and then go forward without enough quality but now I'm seeing other fans comment on how good our fitness levels are compared to theirs. I think there's a Doncaster fan comment the other night saying, oh, well, we went out the same second half, Sunderland didn't, their quality shone through in the end. I think we're doing that a lot. Like, we've gone behind quite a lot this season, but we've come back to win games. There's been times when opposition have got equalisers, but we've still gone on to win the game. Bradford was a prime example of that. And at any level that go away from home, three games in a row and get nine points, it's, it's outstanding, really. I mean, that, that Luton point... In looks the good now. Game. Does look good now. Mm, and at the good. time we were going, we should have won that game. Yeah, um, it's, it's their home record's absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah, They've only is. picked up five away. They've got twenty points from the home yeah. games. It's unbelievable. I do feel as though at the moment there's a little, there's a little feeling that we, you know, we've obviously won three in three in the bounce. So them aren't. I think they're ninth or tenth. They've won the one a couple. Yeah, they're rolling a bit now. So it's not going to be. None of the games we've, we've played, really, bar a couple, have been easy. I don't think. Even the Gillingham game, we were one four. They, they, you know, gave us a game. They were good. Um, but Scunthorpe's probably the only team that's really rolled over and the bellies take. Rochdale. Over. Yeah, Rochdale as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it, there is a feeling that I'm, I was looking at the fixtures at the end of the month. I think we've got Walsall, Lackington and um, Barnsley all together mm-hmm. so that'll be a key spell of games Periods, yeah. now what we need to do I think is you know you've got to keep the momentum going and if we can win some of the you know get get some more wins we've got Plymouth I'm um, hoping they don't sack the manager before we play but they've them. just won a game they finally won 
Did they? They won the other night. Yeah. Oh, did they? Oh, I well. believe they did. I think they were off, off the bottom. All oh, right. Well, there you go. Then hopefully they won't. I listened to the uh, the football, the totally football league show, and uh, they were talking tough. about the weekend, and there were there was the club apparently Plymouth had put a statement out reminding supporters of the responsibilities because they'd been like uh, cheering the manager, and the manager had come out and complained, said, you know, the job I've done here, you should be, you shouldn't be having a go at me, and then they. The club statement came out and said, "Oh, supporters are reminded that they should like behave themselves and they might act appropriately wow. and all that." <laughs> well, they beat Gillingham three one. Well, there you go. So they've won it. Thank, thank goodness for that. Because so the, I would don't want them to lose a game now until we play them. Because um, you know you don't want to play a team who sacked the manager and brought somebody else in ever really, do you? you but to, to be honest, game. I mean, yeah, you've got to treat every game seriously, obviously, and respect the opposition and all that. But we, I think we've. Apart from Oxford beating everyone in the bottom half, I, I, I don't say that the teams in that area of the table should really be causing us any bother. I think Walsall are starting to slip into that category. They're kind of drifting. Their form's gone a bit. Atwinton could be potentially dangerous. It's an away game in a kind of mingany, kind of small ground. <laughs> mingany. Well, you know what I mean? It's not like... some even, even the players playing for us are going to probably be, some of them, a bit more used to, more sort of like, I don't know... Luxurious surroundings than there. Uh, well, we're getting apparently half the, the the allocation for the away fans for the Atroom game is half of the. Uh, what did they get? Two thousand. The grand generally half the ground five. They must the, the ground's five and a yeah. half. Um, they must have been two and a half. So the so. average attendance must be no more than two and a half. Yeah, three. I mean, I mean, incredible. Job. What a story! They're, I mean, they're, they're in the top six. I've <laughs> actually heard that. Joe, when you go through, you don't actually get a ticket. You go through the turnstile and they just give you like a like a, a raffle ticket. Wow, uh, uh, <laughs> and I think probably the, the most people know everybody by name. I'll tell you what, you, yeah. you better stay away, Craig. With your, oh, with your right. um, raffle ticket ability, um, I'll knock her in. Yeah, get get it all wrong. You probably like take the raffle ticket and then be immediately ejected, <laughs> and rightly so. Don't know what um, to do for the weekend, but that's what I think. I have to do for the woman. They just they just pay in and just get a yeah, thanks. Very I remember once it's mad, isn't it? I remember yeah. once going to Rotherham and paying on the gate, and uh, the guy gave us a, a concession ticket rather than a, I don't know. I think he was like thinking he was like you know. And he gave us a, he was like, well, I'll let you in, concession. So yeah, I got in. And stuck another two quid in his pocket, probably. Yeah, uh, nine, <laughs> and nine, uh, it was, uh, Dean Whitehead scored an offside goal that night and we won 1 0. Beautiful. You've always got it, I know, he's always got a memory for some weird thing. It's <laughs> 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 weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I have many weird memories. But anyway, we'll have a, a break for a second or a minute. And then when we come back, um, We'll have a chat about the game on Saturday against Southend. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Southend on Saturday. Last time I played Southend at home, 
Anyone remember the result? No, but well no. done, Mickey. I knew you'd be straight in. Gareth there. would have. I mean, Gareth would have known anyway. If any of us didn't. Remember Carlos Edwards that day was sensational, um, and we won four 0 I think. Uh, David Conley scored about yeah, five minutes. Didn't yeah, he? and um, yeah, Edwards had an absolute Stuck field one in the day. Top corner for a remember, didn't he? I remember because um, Tyson and Stern John. Stern John got, got a couple. I think Stern John got a couple, didn't he? Aye, Stern John. Good it was good for us, wasn't he? Yeah, wasting money. Last touch, really. last touch, in, <laughs> last touch in the Sunderland shirt was a goal. Royal Donovan's Imagine, greatest contribution yeah, 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 against Birmingham. <laughs> but he sat on the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I would, I'd argue one of the reasons we ended up in such a financial mess is signing players like Stern John for two and a half, three million pound to play for us for six months. It was, it was a pretty million. decent fee, and I'm going to find out. That, you know, what's great about that that game. I know we've gone off on a slight tangent, but. <laughs> it was like classic Roy Keane we'd played that first game of the season won and then like we played Birmingham in the week and he changed like the whole team but he didn't put Chopper in who just scored on the Saturday and had him on the bench again and then he, he came on and scored like but it was just textbook Roy Keane like move I think he changed about eight it was David Connolly came in Stern, like Stern John came in I think it was and Matt he just changed like the whole team I remember reading it going why? Why? Why have you done that? It's it's a, actually not a bad. You say it's a bit of a tangent, but actually this season's starting to have a feel of that Roy Keane season. We are rolling now, like winning those games, grinding well, it out a bit, and all that. Be, you know? It's better. We're in better position. Cause yeah, it didn't, we didn't really click until. Well, I don't think February. That, I'm with Celine. We haven't clicked. We haven't clicked. But we. We'll go, we got, remember, we got beat at switch and yeah. we got stuffed we, we, off. We were pressed We went fourth with Bobman for a, little, for a little while and then we started to climb slowly. Yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't until the turn, well, as I say, the turn of the yeah. year, then we put the, put the run together. We then. beat, we beat um, Derby 2-1 at home. Mm. And um, it was that Liam, who's who's fondling the microphone, is it? It's Mickey. Stop it, Mickey. Um, <laughs> you're off. Um, yeah, it was uh, Liam Miller, um, late, late header. And we won two one, and I think we went from about ninth up to fifth, um, and then like on that result because like it was really tight, and then from there we just kicked on, um, and and obviously won the league. Um, this time, someone actually put a statistic forward. I can't remember the name of you on on Twitter. Sorry, and I, I'll try and get the most accurate of. Um, as accurate as I possibly can, what you said, but apparently at twenty six, po- we're having twenty six points after thirteen games. Um, we've gone up. We've been four times after th- four times in our history. We've had twenty six points after thirteen games. Twice we went up. Twice we didn't. One time we didn't go up. It was because it was only two up, two down, and we finished third, and there was no playoffs. And the other time was the Crystal Palace playoff debacle. Um, um, so it was we're a disgrace. Good, it was. So historically, we're in good shape. I was looking at you know, like me, two points per game. We're now above two points. Two points. <laughs> Everyone likes average. that mm. two points um, per game stuff. Like, but like, I tell you what, you obviously said like fair play to Portsmouth. Like, I mean, they've done unbelievably well, really, to get to to rack up those points early doors like they are. But they have dropped off a little bit. But anyway, Southend. <laughs> The tangent yeah, we'll king. At least you didn't start talking about Savoy dips or something this time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to bring that up? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So Saturday South End. Um, I don't know really much about the current South End side. Does anyone? But like we were saying, they've, they've had a little bit of an upturn form. Check the league table. I thought <clears> they were further down the table than they than they are, but they they're not. Uh, they're about ninth. 
excuse me, I think ninth or tenth. Um, so it's going to be, you know, a test, a test again. And you'd think that I don't know. That obviously they've been up the stadium right before, been a while, but it's going <coughs> to be that sort of cup tie sort of atmosphere. You'd think again. I don't know how many they're bringing up. Um, Ten. 12 10 <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a canny hike isn't it and they're a small club but you, so. look at, but you look at the attendances of all the clubs this season in the away end and they've been pretty high and I think that's added I think that's added to that's I mean it. compared to the championship it's, yeah. I think the, the following I think, I think fans been higher. have never been that's what I'm saying for them it's actually yeah. a big deal it's yeah. a big deal for the fans to turn up you know, big, big deal for, for the players as well I think it's just like let's go to the stadium like, it's a destination thing for them like I was there when Southend played or you know Fleetwood and people fleet, like yeah, that, isn't it? Rochdale. Yeah, yeah. You might never get another chance, might you, to, no. put, to see your team in a stadium like that. No. Just talking about Sunderland being like a big fish in a small pond, there's a question which um, someone sent in. Um, I should have a look at all on Twitter, uh, shouldn't I? Sorry, Mickey's doing the presenting oh, duties. Yeah. Okay, you, uh, do the question, you do the questions I'm, this week, I'm, Mickey. I'm well taking done. over from Gareth on the admin duties. Taking over, yeah. yeah. Well played. Yeah, like, <laughs> hashtag taking over. Um, yep, yeah, and it's on that sort of theme. I know it's a while off, but does anyone actually want to get promoted into the Prem again within seven games a season and staying up in the last months? Don't know how we attracted good crowds for so long. Well, yes, I do yes, want to get promoted back yeah, yeah. to the Premier League because I want to, I want to see my team do. in Europe yeah, and win yeah. cups. Exactly, I want to be good so, at football and in yeah. the Premier League. That's my dream. But do you not? I, me? I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, this frustrates me. It's like when we're in the Premier League, I said, everybody was saying, oh, well, it'd be great to go down and we win a few more games. And we're like, Did we win a few more games? Literally won a few more games. I think we won a few, actually. So we went on and I just, yeah, you just got to be the best we can be in every league. Yes. I want to win every game. That's how we always, we, we go to every game, we want to win a game, be it League One, Championship or Premier League. It, you know, we, we just want to play at the highest level we can. We deserve to be. I think obviously, like I say, we have got no divine right to be in the Premier League, but as a big club as we are, or a well-supported club, I know that always gets built around you're a big club or a well-supported club. We are a very well-supported club, and we deserve, for me, we need to be playing at the highest and trying to win games. And the manager, you know, the manager's come here because he's gone, well, if I get in there now and do what I get, you know, do what I can do and achieve what he believes he can achieve, he wants to be in the Premier League with Sunderland. You know, I, I think actually playing against some of these teams this season again, not being disrespectful, but it reminds you how big this club is and how big it can be, because you know we aren't a League One club. It's just we are far too big for this division. We're not the only team we've played at this level. Obviously, other big clubs have as well. But you, I mean, we we fill was a third of the attendance with Sunderland fans, at Doncaster, and that's not the only time we've ta- we're taking allocations. They'll be used to seeing a couple of hundred people rock up there. Mm. It we're just, you know, at very minimum top end championship club is where this club should be, and that's a bare minimum. And but I'm I'm with you. I mean, the infrastructure's top flight, the support base, the history. All right, very very long ago history, <laughs> but even I just think back to that Wembley trip recently. You know, the League Cup one, and again that kind of that run reminded. People, you know, this this club isn't Stoke City or Middlesbrough. We're like we are a step above those other kind of level of clubs that I think are kind of championship clubs. You know, 
And that's where I think we should be. And we should be looking to get a cup finals. And we're not going to win the league. Or it's very unlikely. Well, we'll take that this year. Yeah, I'll have it. The Wembley's a trick though. Absolutely. I mean, this is it. I mean, whilst we can enjoy the, like, the journey of getting back to the Premier League, obviously that's your ultimate destination. And if you're not getting to the Premier League, it means you're stagnating. So you're not going to enjoy it if you're stagnating. You're only going to enjoy these divisions if you're winning every week. It's the upward trajectory. Exactly. Progress. People want to see progress. And we've hit rock bottom. And now people want to see progress. How, how, what's the best? People are enjoying it because we're doing the best we can do at this level. They're not. They wouldn't be enjoying it if we were fourteenth. No, no, of course not. And it's also because we down. The other thing that this has given us a chance to do is re-engage with the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's including podcasts like this and fanzines like ALS and stuff, like getting more access. But it's also the players who clearly a lot of them. This is a great opportunity for them, and they're loving every second of it and it means a lot to them to be playing for us. And that's a massive change from where it's felt like we're doing players like Ashley Fletcher coming on loan from Middlesbrough a favour. Like, come on, man, we're bigger than that. Like, And we deserve better than that. Yeah, we're paying two or three millions just, just, to, just to have them. Yeah, I mean... Just it's... to have them for a, few, a couple of months, it's, it was just madness. I mean, the whole the way that, well, go about it, the way the club was run, it was just absolutely madness. And in a way now, you know, we've hit rock bottom. It's been horrendous to go through all this. But it, I suppose it's, this is the time we said, do you know what? That was crap. Let's start again afresh. And everything seems to be afresh. You know, the, the, the players seem to be working on... There's a, it, it was just a better engagement, much better mm-hmm. engagement between fans and stuff like that. I think now we're all starting to feel a part of it, which, is, which, which, is, which is a massive bonus. When you even see when we win and we score goals now, like when before, like at the end of the game, if we won away from home, like I would come over and clap the fans, but that was about it. Whereas now, like the fist pumping and the look, and the look was over loving every minute of it. Oh. I'm really enjoying that feature that the club are putting out, like where it shows like kind of behind the scenes footage on the match day. And as I say, you, you just feel like part of it again. And when they score, it's a whole like team are like kind of like jumping on each other and going mental, and it's just, it's just so good to see. It's it's very refreshing. It kind of makes me think a little bit of. I know, um, I think it was Charlie Methven had said something after the Scunthorpe game that the players had kind of wanted to come back out and share the moment. And my argument would have been, well, it's kind of a routine home win, or it should be. But in the away games, it happens because you've got that, it's almost that Bundesliga feel where you've got a certain part of the ground will stay back and have that engagement and you get that in an away end. You're not going to get it when you've got 30,000 people spread out around the lower I mean, the, uh, the, the thing that they're trying to do is, is Bruce Dortmund thing, but they've got that wall of yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like there's about 25,000 people in this one big stand, and I think that's a, a bit different where they all sit down. Yeah. But you do get that, as again, you normally get one end or a part of the ground where you can you can go to and, and, and focus the... Yeah, That's the, what you should do in the south stand eventually. Instead of building another tier, just build... Build out massive. and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> build like this massive like, one, and then when safe standing's allowed... <laughs> it's all ready to go isn't it but I mean they've obviously tried this in the past like past regime for its feelings they did try and make this kind of singing end in the south stand now there's people migrating out of the ground at that end as much as anywhere else before the end because people want a beer so part of it's the culture in the game more widely that's just home crowds in the 21st century if you meet Man City at home the ground will be rocking five minutes after Routine home games, you need a massive seismic cultural shift yeah. to have that. Mm. So I'm not knocking Methvin for wanting it or for the players wanting it. 
it's nice to want to engage. Well, is it? But it's it a could, cultural it, shift. It could only happen if it happens organically. So the Charlton game, I think I was still in me say five minutes after the yeah. game, and like the players came over, and, mm. and it was really good. And like I think they showed on the telly, like the the camera from the back of the south stand, it was still absolutely chocker. But that, like you say, it takes like. Um, like a big win like that and I think we'll see it if like early later on in the season rather if we get like big wins on the way towards promotion hopefully you'll then see it but like you say mm. like the start of the season like a 3-0 win over Scunthorpe as well is kind of it's a bare minimum we should be doing so like why would like we're Sunderland like we're not going to go crackers over like a result no. like that mm. like. but it would be at the same token I see where now I've been in the away end when we've won these games and the, that unity and connections there why wouldn't you want that at a home game? Oh, of course. But you can't. You can, you can only, create the it. only way you can create it for me is you've got to be winning. You kind of, yeah, you kind of just magic it up. Score at Defoe's volley in the 46th minute against Newcastle. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, that, the ground went mental. And but then after half time, it was like a party, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Oh. But that's timing. I'm talking about something that you could. Like, but what you're saying, but Bob, you, I agree with me. It's an organic thing. But it's no, not but you, in a way. I don't think it is. So you, you, you can manage it in a way where if you could have safe standard. And yeah. if you set the fans, we're going to have safe standing here. I'm telling you, all the daft lads and all the lads who want to sing and all the ones who go weird and so far, they'll migrate to that end because yeah. that's what they want to do. They want to jump up and they want to sing and support the lads. And I think you'll get more and more people wanting to come in there because that's where the atmosphere will be. But again, you've got to be able to build that by having a successful team. You kind of just magic it up and say it's just stand there. But if we continue this and we could get that, I believe then people would. The lads who do want to sing and want to create that atmosphere, you want to stay behind and you know have the flags and they do all that that they do abroad and so forth. You could you, you could you could actually develop that that, that mentality. The on that, I guess you know we we've been um, uh, cited in the the nine clubs who want to lead the way in reintroducing alcohol um, to the stand. <clears throat> Just wondered what people's thoughts were. I think. But it's a good idea would be my first thought because but people, 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 people have always got like oh well this would happen that would happen like a lot of people have said about um, oh well you'd have people getting up and down just don't op- just well, keep the rules the same don't op- just don't open the people, bar don't, people, but don't open the bar but people but wait a minute people get up and down to go know, to the toilet people know, get up and down yeah. to go because they go some go 35 some go 40 some go 42 yeah. there's people getting up and down all the time so that's just not a reason for one Two, you're allowed to drink in the same stadium during pop yeah. concert. So there's a nonsense made of it. You can drink in, in the stadium at rugby. Yeah. And you can do it abroad. I've been to games abroad and had a pint. Of, and none of these perceived issues seem to arise. People, What it would stop is people getting to the ground really late, getting to the seats really late. Leave. It might not stop people going down early if they want to go down to get another drink. But if you could have that constant flow, that actually becomes less of an issue. You don't have a quarter, quarter to a half full ground when the second half comes. I, I would say if you said, yeah, we'll do it, but beers served until five to three. Oh, I don't leave or, the bar, yeah. And then yeah. 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 it reopens it because five minutes before half time. If I've got, pay, yeah. You'll grab an extra one and take it down with you, and yeah. then you'll not be getting up again to go to go I, obviously when I was when I was down the concourse obviously and, and like most of us we enjoy your pint but I would go down maybe you know the whistle goes get down there the queue was about yeah. 100 people long and then you got a negative when you, so, when so you, you got a negative so you're standing exactly. there you're trying to hear and you're trying to I know you're watching the telly but you, all you want to do yeah. was be able to take it and sit, take it say so I'll have had one beer so what, 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 Did you know, what do you know how ridiculous the rule gets it can't be seen 
from the from the there's from a the hotel pitch. i believe it's at norwich city with a view a view of the, the ground pitch. yeah and there's a sign in the room saying, when there's a game on, you're not allowed to drink alcohol in wow. the room. It's, it's in the site. If you can be seen from the, the pitch anywhere. In, of the, of yeah. the, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's just that is treating fo- And it's treating yeah. football like something very distinct from everything yeah. else in life. It is a class issue, like, in, to a large extent. Well, it, without trying to make it... No, no, it, I mean, it, it is in a way, but then I would argue the football's become a classless sport in the sense that but it's, I agree with what Mickey's point but I know where you're is, coming from yeah it, it's, it's, a, it's a perception of the kind of people yes the class of football, yeah, yeah. football yeah you're correct I and totally agree you know with what? that people say well people people would chew a beer about but I'll tell you what they do they just say if you do that you're out yeah it's and, then that, and then that so and that people can talk about there definitely is a different culture a drinking culture in England to other places and it, yeah. it, the drinking culture at the football will be will be different it is in Germany, but the reason is because of the way that the setup is that makes people well. We've got to get as much in us as we possibly can if we want mm. a drink. It's like mm-hmm. if you say no to somebody, they'll have more, won't they? They'll be like, yeah. "Well, I'm gonna, I'll show you, I'm gonna have more to drink." I tell you what, I wouldn't want fancy a pint on a cold January month. <laughs> <laughs> it's a and absolutely freezing, and I'm having a cold <laughs> pint because you, I, I, I wouldn't fancy that. Anyway. Be on the toilet every thirty <laughs> seconds. Some, some people are like, "Oh well, then, oh, but what about not not every club's." Like geared out to serve pints, right? It's okay, bottles. that's fine. That's fine when they can't sell in them. But and why not? A way why not? There's plastic bottles. plastic bottle. But I would, I would just say, I know. But then people and chuck bottles on the pitch. They chuck plastic pint can bottles on the pitch. Aye, but if you chuck a plastic pint glass, the, the liquid's going to empty before it gets there. If you chuck right. a full bottle of beer, it's going to mm. stay in the bottle. But my point is, what I was coming to is that away ends. The summer way ends. I don't serve beer. No, that's true. Yeah, I was at Some Spurs do. not so long ago, and there was no. no. Bra- that Bra- yeah. In Bradford the other week, they don't serve beer in that end. That's fine. Mm. Nobody was kicking off that there was no beer available. All knew shows. before the game. All you say, all you say is, for this game, you can't. There's no beer available. I think you'll find though, like it's just basically throughout life. Most reasonable people, if you get treated like an adult, you'll behave yeah, like exactly. an adult. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Rather than get treated as well, like you can't, like you can't have a pint and watch a game. I think it might improve atmospheres as well because it would mean, like you say, people wouldn't just be standing down the concourse until one minute to kick off, and people would maybe get in the ground fifteen minutes before kick off, like with a beer, and you might get a bit of an atmosphere going like before a game, like used to happen at Rotherham Park and that, like I think for it was certain games. Good, good for clubs' revenue because they're more likely to get people in having a drink in the ground mm. than they are at the moment. I just think there are a lot of pluses and not many negatives. Another, like cricket, another great example, right, it's a much more placid You can drink sport. all day. Yeah, though. but people get, get absolutely hammered. Oh, I've had a pint drop on my head at the, at the cricket before. Well, so you probably deserved it. I mean, somebody <laughs> literally just dropped one I mean, out of that carton. But like, it's not going to no. be like, the, that's what I'd say. That's what drinking a game is all about. Do the cricket where well, we couldn't have that. It's like, well, just don't sell four pint carriers. Mm. Say the, the bar closes five to three. It reopens at four, three forty, and that and it closes at at uh, four, four o'clock, o'clock, and that's it. And then people can take an extra one up. The ultimate point was that you made if I wait in a queue, so I don't want to miss a minute of the game. No, I no. go down a I go down a quarter. Yeah. I wait for ten minutes in the queue. 
my time drinking that beer is then restricted. Maybe three minutes. Because I don't no want to miss any more of the game. There's yeah. no point getting I'll never bother. That's well, I don't, I'll do I'll do either. I'll I'll don't do it either. And everyone who wants a pint gets up 15 minutes before yeah. half time. And you get because, them all going. Yeah. And that's not just for pint. It's for your, it's for your, your, your chips, your, your teas, your coffees. Go to the toilet. Because everything, that, everything's yeah. a massive queue. Everything you I mean, as well. It's the most depressing place in the world, the weather concourse. To be able to oh. go up and have your beer and just, just to sit in the ground and hopefully have that atmosphere that we're talking about mm-hmm. and you know, have a sing, chat, whatever it is, look at them warming up. That's a better atmosphere for me than just stood and trying to neck your beer before you've Surround. got upstairs. Crammed yeah, in like crushed. sardines. Crushed. It was funny the other week, um, a bloke who sits down from us came in to sit and he had a beer. And everyone was like, huh? <laughs> and everyone was kind of like, what the kind of, How did he? was kind of going, he's got a beer. Like, what and magic was like, trick did he perform? What, what, yeah. And everyone wanted to kind of grass him because it was like, yeah. you're not supposed to have that That's here. not fair. Because we can't have one. <laughs> and the, in the end, the, the, one of the stewards who kind of just sits staring at the space at the, around the Hordens um, spotted him and was like, oh, you can't have that. Maybe he didn't know. And maybe... You know, he maybe thought, "Well, this is absurd. Why can't I have a Why can't I have a beer?" Um, but I just think that you, the, the, as the game gets away, we're talking about a class thing, and you made the point that it's for every, it's for everyone now. It is for everyone now, good and bad aspects. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wouldn't it be nice to get to a stage where you know a bit of that? You know, I've been a game in in Germany and on the way to the ground. You know, there was um, you kind of walk. It was Hamburg, and you kind of walk through, kind of a what's it like Washington? You know, like there's like that public footpath that goes like kind of a green area, but like it's not really that green. I mean, that's a very niche reference yeah. unless you're from Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, people know. Anyway, so you're walking through, and like you get to a little like opening, and there'd be like um, chaos like, or something, or just like a like a bratwurst like thing, and there'd be like a like people selling cans and, and, you know, it was cheap. And everywhere you went up, as you walked towards the ground, there was little enclaves with little kind of... And it was fine and everyone was having a lovely time. And there was a... Per- I wouldn't have the... I, w- I probably wouldn't go as far as I do in Germany with the people with the um, the beer guns on the, in a backpack. I think that would probably go... I, don't, I think I'd probably stretch too far for now. Um, but, you know, that was available. Um, but wouldn't it be nice, you know, the sheepfolds, is there now? There's probably people with businesses there who are listening. Sorry, but you know, suddenly know in that area, there's no reason why they couldn't level it and <laughs> and make that. You know, talk, you know the fan zone. Mm. What if you entered the say when you get off the metro? What if you turn styles with the metro and you get in? We on a match day, she entrance to sheepfolds. You come in because that's what it's like. A, have you been there by Munich's ground? No. So at the Alliance Ar- at the Alliance Arena, uh, no, no. At the Alliance <laughs> Arena, the better ones. Um, there's there's turnstiles are miles from the ground, mm. so you kind of go yeah. in and you're in. And it's I've not been to a game there. I went on a tour or went to see the ground. Um, but wouldn't it be great if you had that like at Sunderland? I'm not in just at Sunderland in English football. You went, you entered. The complex or mm. whatever you want to call it, the facility at that point, and then when he got in there, there was all sorts of stuff going on, and it gives the club an opportunity to build relationships with people who could provide services locally, you know, to offer different things, 
in I mean, it's probably space. probably some way off getting to that. Oh, we are. Kind of I, I absolutely. I'm, oh, we are. Yeah. We are miles away from that, and it's. But I don't think it's an impossible thing. But we kind of, I would argue that you know, we all know why we are where we are with the All City Stadiums and the drinking, and it's because of what happened, that in tragic incident that yeah. happened in the 1980s, and that it was pro it was seen as progress to make the changes that they did now i think we've gone past that point and now we're actually in regression oh i think we're in regression they used an incident anyway to political ends basically yeah, they did. all right it was seen as perceived as progress yeah. but it was perceived as progress for of the false information yeah yeah mm. now those kind well, of terraces are a thing of the past yeah, anyway you can't have people entering the ground in in that way and i mean i went to a game at middlesbrough in the cup and they were keeping us in. It was freezing cold, midweek game, and um, it was getting to the point where people were slowly getting moved towards the exits that weren't opened, and they started to have to make a decision to open them. And they had like you know, police women, policemen standing like that at the bits between the doors with the backs out, like bent forward to force you around. I mean, it was getting to the point of a crush. This is an all seat stadium mm. in the twenty first, you know, in the twenty first century. So it's not like just it's getting a man- rid of terraces it's solves all, yeah. all the issues. Your mentality and the attitude of the football supporters that like you've touched on, Mickey, still exists. To I wouldn't say it's obviously to the to the level, and I think football supporters are probably a little bit more sophisticated than they were in in, in that time. Um, but the, there's still an attitude that I mean, heard stories about people getting on the train to Middlesbrough, shoehorned onto the train, you know, that, oh, from Sunderland. Mm-hmm. And being essentially crushed mm, on, this, on this yeah. on this train, um, it, it, but apparently all these measures are put in place to but keep that, supporters again, safe. It's not it's not to keep supporters safe. It's to keep it's to, make to it, keep them away from everybody else. Yeah, you get herded, herded in, yeah. herded out. Yeah, the more you herd people, is a good use yeah, of yeah, word. Yeah. The more they, they like will treat people, yeah. will act like a herd. Yeah. So it it and it's that touches on what you said, Mickey. Um, if you treat people like reasonable adults, which most people are, that is how they'll behave. And they'll police people around them. I mean, you see people tell people to, like, you know, F off or whatever because they're going on stupid too far. And, you know, you do. people will do that if, if in the right situation. There are always going to be idiots and people who want to fight. And, and that could I, be I mean, rugby, it could be in tennis, it I, could I, be anywhere. I was anywhere. just about to say, it doesn't matter what the sport yeah. is, you, you get idiots. I mean, some of the, some of the worst like, examples of... Like disturbances that I've seen have like occurred at cricket rugby matches. Yeah. So I know. mean, I saw a horrendous incident at the tennis once. This bloke, old bloke, got up and started singing, and it was absolutely horrendous. That's <laughs> a Cliff Richard joke. I know. I was just going to dive yeah, in there with. Yeah. Uh, I was trying yeah. to sort of bring that conversation to a close because I realised we're about fifty minutes in, and we haven't spoken haven't a word about Saturday. <laughs> Gareth just went off on one about German football. No, no, no we, we'd lost. We'd lost the Southend game well before that. <laughs> we had, but you did spend a significant <laughs> amount of time talking about turnstiles at the metro station. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Put it out there, Charlie's made me not be listening, but it's out there, Charlie. He wants the See look at no cut that when he we wants, <laughs> he wants the uh, See I'm policing Gareth, this yeah, is what it'd be like at the yeah. match. <laughs> he wants he he he's 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 used the Borussia Dortmund words um, I know. more often than anybody else So um, about what he wants to achieve at Sunderland so we need to start that with a win on Saturday Absolutely. in South End right? start it it's already well the ball is rolling Con- the, the ball is rolling keep pushing it down the hill so what does anyone reckon would make any changes for Saturday 
Unless they're forced, I guess. And I don't know what I don't know what the uh, injury list is like. But like you've touched on a little bit, Gath. Is you know, does anybody know about Southend? And I think this season, I think we've just got to concentrate on ourselves, yeah. what we do. You know, how do how do we approach the game? Are we going to be really positive on the front foot early doors, or are we going to do like we have done and let teams maybe some the last couple of one well apart from Peter, but we we were out the blocks like like a train. I mean, it was uh, we should have been five or six nil before they even got a sniff. But if we can start like that every game, and I think that's the mentality we've got to have. It doesn't matter who we're playing in this league. I, I think I think we'll steamroll them. We only obviously Oviedo's back. Is Madger available? I think. Okay, um, well, he's got to start, in my opinion. I know we've won against Doncaster, but who for though? Well, that's the question. Who do you think? We we need to keep Sinclair on the pitch because I've realised today Michael Turner gets a regular game for them. And he never, really? And he never, I didn't know he was still playing. And he, and he never had Pierce like when he was meant to be a future England centre half. Never mind anything else. So, wow. So if you can get so basically, if you can get Sinclair and just target them, just get balls into the channels and get the run the legs off Turner, then because well, that's what a lot of joy. If you get Madge, Madge is always. We, we I think they do tell him try to to push in the channel and stretch and stretch other teams, but he he does like it to feed. He does like yeah. to hit around the box and he loves it to feed. Oh, yeah. So you need somebody always going that way. And when we played Madger and, uh, and Maguire, obviously Maguire wouldn't really do that. He wanted to drift wide and stuff like that. So for me, Sinclair has to play. Yeah, he, yeah. He's the one that he's the one that stretches stretches defenses. So so, so maybe you'd be thinking. It would have to be Honeyman. Well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have to be because Honeyman was far, far better when he dropped into the sort of midfield yeah. at Doncaster. So then we get are back to the McGeer question. Just dropping McGeer at the end of the show. <laughs> well, I, I would. Well, come full circle. This <laughs> isn't. It? Yeah. I, I mean, I think some people have made fair comment. Actually, I think McGeer was better than Catmull. I'm not saying you drop Catmull, but Catmull's been very indifferent the last two games. As a pair, they aren't great, are they? And that's I mean, even people have kept got two clean sheets. People have back. justifiably got a cob on about power, haven't there? And his the red cards. But he's like, as soon is he is it for me power? And I know some people might not agree with this because, like, well, he got to earn it and all that. He's straight in. He's the first name on the oh, team sheet. Him and Magic, him, Magic, Gooch, and the goal. Obviously, the goalkeeper. I mean, corporate. phenomenal mm. corporate keeper. We've christened him the corporate keeper. <laughs> we we imagine him to be very active on LinkedIn. <laughs> I think you really like spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a look when I'm gonna get on because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. on LinkedIn. I'd say about yeah, connect. Yeah, yeah, he just seemed like we're saying when he put his cap on at Shrewsbury, we're saying he's got a like sort of like some sort of expo that he's been to, like it's some sort of like a uh, elaborate, um, well, not elaborate. I think he's the a big F1 fan. I just firm. feel I feel yeah, like he's, he's a big a, F1 yeah, fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think he really, really likes. Hamilton. Yeah, I think you know? I think he has a lot of respect for his opposition. That's what we were saying when he like right. when someone like has an effort, he's like unlucky, like goes up and shakes a hand and that, like congratulates him on their attempt. Very encouraging man. <laughs> uh, anyway, before, he's but, brilliant though. You'll know this, Mickey. Is a that's, keeper. Said, that's what makes him brilliant when he made those two. Well, he makes him brilliant. At half time <laughs> afterwards, he would have gone and had a word with him and I, I explained how it would beat them next time if they had an opportunity. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he must have had time between the first miss and the yeah. second miss because it was exactly the same. Well, he was concentrating on his job at that point. <laughs> he got to know when to administer CPD, Mickey. So, well, who's your, who's your t- bringing it back round? He starts back four he the same. No, right is in. Yeah. He mind. can't dive left, remember, so he's never in. Remember, <laughs> some people actually thought that was a genuine shout. Though the it was right there in. Wasn't it me and you when we were decided he was the new Neuer after that Stoke City uh, checker trade game? I never called for McLaughlin to be dropped. I'm just putting that out there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, 
So back four is the same. I don't think you bring Oviedo back in, do you? No, no. He, has, he wasn't not that great, discipline as well. And he wasn't that great in the no. games before, to be no. fair. And Hume would probably... Hume would have kept his place if, 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 he, didn't, if he didn't yeah. get injured. Yeah. I quite like James as well. I think yeah. he's all right. I'll, I'll Steady like away, him. isn't he? Yeah, Very he's solid defensively. And I think, actually, that thing that he likes with the back three morphing into a four, well, it works better because Matthews loves getting forward. Mm. Bombs on, doesn't he, Matthews? And, and he's... Getting he's better kind of by the weekend. On, he's and as well, Oviedo, like, he, he didn't stop crosses coming into the box. And he's not... Look, I, I don't think he's a full-back. He started as a winger. Do you love that? But he's not... He's a winger. Mm-hmm. He's, like and he's new, got a great strike. But he's nothing like wing. Van Aanholt. I would never have wanted Van Aanholt yeah. on the wing. Yeah. Totally different player. I wouldn't even like him left-back either. <laughs> well, <laughs> me neither, to be honest. <laughs> like, like the yeah. I had a very much disliked yeah. Mr. Van Arnold. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan. I, yeah. was, quite I, was, I was like chairman of the Van Arnold fan club. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still going to have a Barney. <laughs> Everybody can have a difference of opinion. This yeah, is true. So, so Jack Ross has got to find a way to get Josh Madger and um, sink down the team, and it might mean... Well, someone comes out, it ain't going to be Maguire. It certainly isn't going to be Gooch. No. Well, wide player, for me as well, he's playing Catamore and he's playing McGee. We were two really defensive midfield players. He just takes one of them out. And, yeah, and, and, and that, in that yeah. case, it's, it's so Honeyman who, drops in. Yeah. And, you got and to I'd be happy well, with that. We looked a little bit better when Honeyman went into the two, actually, when Catamore went off. But, but Catamore was not great. He was responsible for one of those two chances. The corporate had to deal with. He mm. just play. It was he hasn't done it for ages, but he just played a through ball for their mm. forward. You're like, what are you doing? Um, but yes, but I'm not. I'm so not, can't no way you, you can't take Catamore yeah. out of the team. He's the mm. best. It's, like, I tell you what makes it, it makes it change trying to get people into the team rather than like trying to get out people yeah. out of the team, which we've been doing for the last four years. Where I've been like, I mean, I'm not really bothered with players because they're all garbage. And that's, that's, I suppose, this is the joy this season. We have real depth in nearly every position now we've still got a few players to come back as well so you think you know, we didn't even have this in the freaking Premier League never mind <laughs> we've just got a real depth of a squad that we could do you know what particularly we could change four or five people and still put in the changes that would well, that, that would still should win the, win the game against Peterborough we had we made five changes didn't we because mm. of injuries and suspensions and put in like you say the best half, the best half of the season yeah. wasn't it really yeah, yeah. against Peterborough and we should have been out of sight it um, was fantastic that yeah mm. Yeah, Maguire was just yeah. like Maguire loved it when he insatiable Maguire, and then you think you know, we're talking about midfield it, players the, tongues, the tongue yeah <laughs> we're talking about midfield players and you know we're talking about how O'Neill's, O'Neill's done really really well and we might even mention him and oh, he's really? just going to be sit there and you just think well does he deserve to be playing O'Neill is definitely it was one of the things we are going to mention earlier I, I don't think I'd probably start him in this game but he's, he's certainly what he offers that McGeek and Cat- well, Catamull wins a lot in the air, but what he offers that they don't is raw athleticism. Mm. He's a big lad, he's physical, he's off the ball work, is much more noticeably good now than it was before. And his runs look effective rather than just, I don't know what I'm doing. So he's a goal threat. Now, he would naturally come in, in my opinion, if you start Madger, he would come in for Sinclair because he's more that he can go beyond. But I. If, and again, it it would be you would drop Honeyman deep. I, I don't think you'd put him in for Honeyman, for example. No, no, no. No, I, I was just pointing out that just I'm saying they're just trying to say the depth that we've got. You mm-hmm. could, you could. I mean, 
everybody, you have to say, you could have it on Twitter and say who you put in, and I think you would probably get, you know, the standard. I think you'd maybe not change it and everything will just remain the same. Or you could say, well, he deserves to be in. He's played well. You know, George Honeyman came on and did really, really well. Does he deserve to be playing? You know, we got the McGee question, but me personally, I just think he won't change it. I think he's got his virtually set. I think Majim could even be on the bench. I think he'll just which leave, is fine. Which you would you leave it maybe just for one game, just to just to see him bring him on as a as a impact sub. But that's what I'm saying. He's got lots and lots of options. Yeah, and that's, he's, remember, he's only 19 as well, Majim. Yeah, you know. But he'll be dying to get back on the pitch. Oh, score, well, goals, won't he? Yeah, I know, oh, which good. is great. They're all dying great to get us. on. They're all dying to get on. So anyway, we'll probably leave it there because we've done an hour. It's quite long for us, isn't it? Yeah, too long, really. So we'll the Trim the fat yeah, off yeah, that day know, podcast. Uh, yeah, all, all of that. I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna cut that and loop it for an hour and a half. That's what I'm gonna do. So you know, right, let's, let's end it there then. <laughs> not, not quite end it there because um, well, we need to plug the the peacock on Saturday. Um, so come to that usual time of quarter past one. Head head down, free to get in. Ten uh, percent off drinks upstairs. Uh, we'll be showing like retro video and that on the screen um, and the guest is Kieran Brady haven't had Kieran on in a while he's always really popular people seem to really like Kieran he's good crack isn't he right, so get yourself down for that as I say free to get in he usually gets done by about 10 past 2 so plenty of time to get over the game um, so hopefully some of those who came to the Jack Ross show the other week who you know new faces and that hopefully you'll think well I'll have a dodge down there before the game so hopefully we'll see you there um, but yeah that that's it we don't know who the team is. We're none the wiser. There it is. <laughs> Done. So thanks for listening. And uh, Stephen will be back on Monday. We've got Nick Barnes on Monday. He's not been on in a while as well, so that'll be nice. So, nice uh, bit of tweed. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and um, we'll we'll see you then. Or you will hear us then. <laughs> <laughs>